0: Welcome to Off the Cuff with Dez and Zane.
1: I'm your host, Carissa Dez.
0: I'm your host, Zane Thomas.
1: We'll be talking to you about the local Portland music scene.
0: And everything in between.
1: Catch us live. At
0: 11 a.m. every Sunday morning, Pacific Standard Time.
1: On Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube.
0: And you can check out edited episodes on Spotify. I'm Zane Thomas.
1: And I'm Carissa Dez. And we have our special guest, (laughs) Wassla over here also known as Steven, right?
0: Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Super stoked to have you. Uh, I've, since I've known you, I've been really excited to like, check out your music, check out your style, and I'm really excited to have you here and talk to you a little bit about what you're doing. But I'm luminous,
2: mixed with ruthless ghoulishness Define me as a eulogist Cause I spit precise with fluidness See what is left to give Do you understand elusiveness? See what is left to give If you can understand my rudiments and See what is left to give Do you understand elusiveness? To give if you can't understand my tears
0: fear I don't wanna live, I don't wanna
1: die. So how long have you been on in the Portland music scene?
2: Um, I've been up here I'm living in Hillsborough, I've been up here like two two and a half years now I think. Um, I'm from Klamath Falls, Oregon that's where I really started doing everything down there started with poetry. Um, One of my buddies, Derek, he kind of got me into rapping. He was rapping. He was like, you need to try to put your poem on this beat. And I was like, I'm not a rapper. It's not happening. He's like, just try it. And I, uh, I, I killed it. And he was just like... Bro, you're a rapper now. Hey, like, you're I'm, not, I'm not a rapper. I'm not a rapper.
1: <laughs> you made the transition that quickly. I'm
0: a rapper now. So. No, no. I, those are always the most interesting stories. The the reluctant hero, you know, where you're just like, no, I'm not a rapper, and then just it kind of shows that you were able to put your music. You're able to take your poem, put it over a beat, and just fit it so comfortably. Um, so you started mm-hmm. writing poetry first. Yeah. So, um,
2: I started writing poetry. I want to say I was like 14. I went to a psych ward when I was a kid because I tried to commit suicide when I was younger. I was going through a lot of things, um, a lot of traumas when I was young. And I found poetry in there. Um, I think I was reading The Rose That Grew From Concrete by Tupac. Okay. Uh-huh. So it inspired nice. me to start writing my own poems. And from there, that's where I started writing music, yeah. Very cool. Um, so what was it about poetry that was the most appealing to you? Um, just the way that you could put a word and it could have several different meanings um, and you could feel it like kind of get like those goosebumps, like the hairs stand up on. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So reading, reading those types of words is what made me want to express my words. So,
0: yeah. So it sounds like you were able to uh, see something in um, poetry and then you wanted to give that same feeling to other people. Is that right? Yeah, exactly um so what uh what i guess what kind of beats are the things that you're most drawn to
2: oh man it's all different types really um i really like guitar beats yeah i like heavy 808 beats mm, me too okay. me
1: too okay. <laughs> that's my favorite
2: so yeah i, I kind of just bounce around between all types of sounds i try to like be as uh what's the word versatile as possible
0: yeah, yeah
1: absolutely that makes sense Uh, Do you make your own beats or do you have a friend or something? I have a
2: a couple of producers that make beats for me. Um, Right now, I've just been kind of using the internet for my beats right now. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm trying to get more into finding more producers and working with more people.
1: Nice. So you say you get them off the internet. um, Is there like a certain website that rappers go to? uh, Like
2: BeatStars.com Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, or just like you search up a type beat, you know, you find the producer, you go through his catalog, check it out and then Mm -hmm. lease them from there. That's what I've been doing right now. So you just lease leasing. them,
1: or you you don't buy you, them?
2: You oh yeah, them. well yeah. Um, I, you can get like unlimited lease on them. Um, mm-hmm. exclusive beats right now. I can't really afford that in my budget. You know, <laughs> nobody can. So, I don't, <laughs> <you> know, Unlimited <laughs> leasings and stuff like that. Um, all my older music that I don't have on Spotify and stuff. Uh, it's all exclusive. My buddy Mike Brown, Mike Brown Beats. He used to make all my beats, but um, right now I've just been kind of using the internet for my beats. If there's any producers out there that want to uh, hook me up and work with me, let me know. Yeah, hey. <laughs> hit them up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really dope.
1: So um, I know that you're um, you're indigenous. Um, do your roots uh, affect your music, or do you somehow like work that into your music, your sound, your or anything like that?
2: Um, just recently, I've been more inspired to start talking about my culture more. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say. Um, before it never really kind of didn't want to be like labeled as just an indigenous rapper. I just wanted to Mm -hmm. be a musician, but now I'm feeling like I want to put more of that into my music kind of represent for my people. And because I think that's important, especially with everything that's going on in the world right now to have a voice. And I want to kind of be a voice for my people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's
1: awesome.
0: Um, Have there been like artists, indigenous artists that have inspired you to, to Oh yeah. Yeah, please.
2: Um, Richie Ladrigal, he's uh, put me on a show in California, June 20, 24th to the 26th. It's a festival, Indigenous Warrior Enterprise Festival. Yeah, he really inspired me. Um, I came across him just saying a prayer. He, was, uh, he starts all of his lives out, like, pray, starts with a prayer. And I was just like, wow, I felt him, and I could feel his energy. And I started following his music and listening to things that he was talking about and i was like that's what it's about you know so shout out richie Mm -hmm,
1: definitely is he on instagram or facebook or
2: um you can find him on instagram i think it's richie ladrigal um he's on youtube facebook um you can find him under uh, indigenous warrior he goes by that name too
0: yeah cool what uh what are like some of like the i guess when you're speaking about indigenous culture and uh those parts of your roots like what what are the things that you you talk about
2: um right now i have a song that i'm working on um it's about like the missing and murdered indigenous women mm. um, yeah that's in the process right now um i like to talk about um like growing up with uh, traumas like dealing with alcoholism mm-hmm. a drug addiction things like that um yeah. mm-hmm. and with the i'm I'm trying to learn more of my language right now, and okay. I want to start okay. being able to rap in my language soon. So yeah, that would be that would be dope. It's a it's a really complex like way to, way to speak, so it's mm-hmm. it's gonna be challenging. But I what's be able to what's do. the language? It's Modoc, Klamath, and Modoc. Okay. Yeah, uh, and your name, like, where did that come from? So that's a cool story. A lot of people ask me about what what Wasla means. Yeah,
1: that's I was gonna ask next.
2: <laughs> and, um, so I guess I'll start. From the beginning, um, they call him my grandfather, he's in prison, they call him Wasla as squirrel. His name's Earl, and um, they call him squirrel. And so Wasla means squirrel in Modoc, Klamath. Uh, so basically, I was, before I even knew that they called my grandpa that, I was, um, when I was in that treatment facility, I think it was called Cedar Bow, it was like a Native American treatment facility when I was a kid. And... Mm-hmm when you were good, they let you go out on outings. So we'd go out to the sweat lodge and stuff. And we had a ceremony, a pipe ceremony in there. And one of the elders, he's the pipe carrier in there. He told me that my name was Wasla, And I asked him, what's that mean? You know, he's all, it means squirrel in Klamath. And I was like, to myself, I was like, oh man, a squirrel, why couldn't it be like a bear or something? (laughs) And so I was just like, I didn't know what to think about it at the time, but, after I got out of treatment and stuff, I found out that they called my my dad and my grandpa squirrel. And the, the elder that gave me that name, he had no like relations with my family at all, didn't that's know true. that no, at yeah. wow, So I felt like really it was cool. kind of like the spirit, like, like really speaking to me. So I took yeah. that name and I go by that. And then the, everyone started calling me Wasla in Klamath, where I'm from. So I was like, well, that's my name now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's always cool when the name fits like that, you mm-hmm. know, especially you find like a rap name, everything that I ever found, I'm just like, this feels cheesy. This feels corny. So I think <laughs> it's cool that you found something that like, not only did it line up with, uh, you know, with your, your family, the people who gave it to you, but people didn't have a problem calling it, calling you that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and is that what people like your friends and family call you, or is it more just like your, your yeah. stage name?
2: Uh, like my friends and family, they all call me Was or Wasla now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, some people still call me Steven, but it's very rare I actually hear be called by my actual name. It's
0: funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that I means you made it as a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you talked a little bit about um, you know, dealing with uh, depression and stuff when you were younger. Um, is that something that you would say like shows up in your music? Uh, it's something oh, that you feel yeah. like you're easy. It's easier to communicate. Yeah, definitely. Um, I want to say
2: yeah, like I just had a lot of. I guess that's a mental illness of like severe depression. I still deal with it today, um, and the only thing that really gets me out of there is focusing with music. It's the way my that I could express those those thoughts or feelings and things like that. So mm-hmm. definitely.
1: Do you still do poetry? Does that is that another kind of outlet?
2: I feel like um, I feel like my music is poetry now. When I write a song, I feel like I'm writing a poem. So I get I guess I'd say so. Yeah.
0: yeah um and you talked a little bit about like uh struggles in either your your community or maybe even your household with like addiction and stuff like that is that something else you also you know touch upon in your music um not
2: not recently i feel like some of my older stuff yeah yeah okay Mm -hmm. um right now i've kind of just been expressing like more of like the inner things that are going on with me i feel like yeah, rather than like uh, like home stuff, you
0: know. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I I think that all that stuff's really important to communicate. Like, at some of my first songs, you know, I definitely communicated like my struggles with addiction. But now, going forward, that I'm going to be making music, it's like that's a story that I told. There's more to me than that, mm-hmm. so I think it's it's really cool that that yeah. you're going forward and you're uh, you know, you've touched on it. Now it's time to to move turn the on. page. Yeah, yeah absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. So it's it's really cool you're not living in that um i guess my next question would be uh do you work with uh with other artists in like collaboration or is that something are you more of like a solo work on your solo stuff and then work on other with other artists later i
2: love working with other artists i feel like the process goes by a lot faster too because me i get really complex when i'm just working on a song by myself i'll just sit there critique everything over and over again Mm -hmm. and never want to like Put the song you want out. it to be perfect. Yeah. yeah. But when I, when I work with uh like friends or people to collaborate with, I could sit down and vibe off them. And i will be like, don't you delete that verse. Mm. That was fire. And mm-hmm. they'll do the same thing back to me. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if I'm doing it by myself, I'll be like, nope, that wasn't good enough. That yeah. wasn't good enough. Yeah. All
0: right. I definitely, I can definitely see that. There's... I mean it's also nice to just write one verse you know what i mean yeah <laughs> yeah then you don't have to write like three because i mean between three verses you're going to find one you don't
2: you gotta write. get you gotta get your climax and you gotta come down yeah like, yeah
0: have to, it's, this story has three parts um, yeah <laughs> but yeah i think it's it's really cool that you kind of use that inspiration from your friends and stuff to, to kind of push you forward of you know let's encourage each other to keep the stuff that's good because sometimes we're just in our head too much
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah definitely um and you were talking about um collaborating with people. Do you do you have a couple albums out now or
0: Um
2: right now I just have some singles. I have really just been dropping singles. I want to start working on a project with some of the singles I've dropped and kind of put them back on an album. All together in one thing. Yeah. But um yeah, just been doing this single thing. I used to drop mixtapes back in my hometown, but that's when the quality wasn't wasn't as good, so Yeah. It's uh, just it's a it's really expensive and it's a process you know but it's yeah. it's fun though you know
1: where do you where do you um record your music at, uh, at like a studio or a yeah. place my
2: uh, buddy um Jano um Jano Rollin, uh JLR Audio he's out in Milwaukee I've been uh, making music with him and he's a professional you're the man Jano um shout out um yeah I've been working with him uh recently met Echo. Uh, uh, Raven Savage. Fortune. Yeah, I uh, was thinking about working with him soon. Uh, just to get to like, get the timing right and everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. What's uh, what makes working with somebody like the most comfortable?
2: Um,
0: uh, like what are the vibes you're looking for when you're working with somebody?
2: Just somebody that knows what they're doing, really, and <laughs> is not there just to push record. You know, sure. Um, someone to catch a vibe with and understands the music and. Because if I, like, work with somebody and, you know, they just push record and they're like, oh, they don't have no passion for you what you're doing your with record. the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, it, usually every time I um, have, like, a first studio session, it's always, like, an awkward thing, I feel like. Yeah. So the second time we go in then we get to know each other more and more and we get a friendship going. Yeah, I've, know, I've been working with, you know, for, like, two years. Every time I go over there, I feel at home and I'm like, let's do it. Let's grind, you know. And he's really good at what he does he puts the headphones on and just makes magic man Yeah,
1: awesome um and is that where you were started you started recording or did you start off like recording on your own but I, I started recording my stuff on like a little cassette mm-hmm. tape <laughs> so um so i always ask people
2: a uh, funny story started funny story my buddy uh derek Llewellyn. he's actually one of my brothers um uh, We started, I started making beats before I even started like doing hip hop or uh, rapping, but uh, I used to make it on like a little baby laptop, make beats and I would plug in a Wii microphone. To like the Nintendo Wait, like, Wii. Yeah, I was like,
0: I yeah. like we had a microphone.
2: <laughs> yeah, we plugged this. It was like a singing karaoke microphone. Oh, okay, with, wow. It was USB, so I plugged it into the side to see if it worked. In it, it was all compatible. I was like, dude, what's record? <laughs> you know That's what I mean? So, so sick. We started recording on a little laptop with the Wii microphone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs>
2: and oh. I think before that, I used to record my cousins um band um my grandma she had like one of those old uh boom boxes we'd take the tapes out and put the scotch tape over them you know and record over the tape and i used to record
0: mm-hmm. through the old boom
2: box his band and stuff
1: Yep, that's how i yeah. started yes
0: <laughs> yeah, that's super cool um so what would you say like the restrictions that you had with i guess being able to record like how did that make you more creative
2: um it was i guess it this gave you more drive you're like we're gonna make it sound crispy either any, yeah. way, any way that we can you know like yeah so i you know, I remember putting the mattresses up yeah know, mm-hmm. everything <laughs> like that trying to get that good sound
1: yeah zane started in a closet right
0: yep yep <laughs> i had, had like a little that like i put pillows up and like this tiny little uh like a it was like a cubby where you would like set things yeah uh, yep. and it was just mm-hmm. like i put my ipad in there and i'm just like trying to and it was so 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 bad but it was like it's it's cool to know that you know you start off from a place like that and then when you end up in a studio like you would with uh echo you really see the difference in quality and you almost are more inspired to bring it more because Mm -hmm. you're like man i remember when i was rapping this this exactly (laughs) exactly and yeah when you end up at a place like that
2: it's just inspired inspiring just to see other people with the drive to to even accomplish that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then when you're there and in their in their space, I'm just like, it's go time. It's it's like this is the real deal. And we're here. We made it this far. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sure. Um, so I guess what has been like a driving factor for you to kind of continue music? We all have a reason we start. What's your reason for continuing to go?
2: Um uh, one of the driving factors is um a couple people had told me that my my music like helped save their lives. Mm. And when I first heard that, it wasn't something I really believed. Mm. And then after I heard it multiple times, that like my my words like moved someone to not commit suicide. Yeah, I realized then I was like, this is what I was born to do. So,
0: yeah, that's really powerful. Um, not everybody can really say that because you know there's there's music for different moods, and to to have music that helps somebody when they're in that mood, that's yeah, that's when you need somebody. So the fact you were able to help somebody like that and you continue to help people because of that, I think that's incredibly powerful. Thank you.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I feel like most people, um, you know, they start rapping because they either like want to get girls or they're like trying to make it, Money. you know, and, like get rich. Yeah, so that's really noble that that's where you're coming from, definitely.
2: Yeah. I never really had like um, a drive to really like get famous for like the fame. It was more of a thing to, I want to leave something behind and be remembered. Yeah. So that, like, say, if I left tomorrow, I have these songs that my friends and my family can listen to. They could hear my voice and hear my words again, you know? Absolutely. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that's a big part of it for me, too. Like, you know, I don't really make money off this podcast, but I enjoy doing it. Like, you know, also having, you know, making a platform for other, um, You know local artists but also like just knowing that my voice is going to be out there later for my my family to listen to like you know after i'm gone you know my grandkids or great grandkids can can listen to the words that i'm saying yeah yeah that's
0: really cool i think it's really cool too that like your your reason for uh, and correct me if i'm wrong but it it feels like your reason for making music is so that you can reach more people not for fame but so you can save more lives you know
2: yeah in a way yeah and then i feel like at the same time it saves my life back it gives me it gives me a purpose back to be able to help somebody because if i didn't have the music with everything that goes on in my mind you know um I wouldn't I wouldn't have a drive to really stick around unless it was just like my family and things like that, you know what I mean? So right. it's that's why I'm so passionate about it really. Yeah. Is, it feels like it I'm helping somebody and I'm helping myself back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's it's it's mutually beneficial and that's I I think it's it's something that we we think of it as, you know, I can only be helping this person or this is only helping me and when you can really find a, a spot in the middle to to help both I think it's incredibly powerful.
1: For sure. Um, I had asked you this earlier, but, um, can you tell us a little bit about your, what your necklace means? Cause I know that you, you carry it around with you all the time. If you feel comfortable talking. Yeah, about
2: that's, it. that's totally cool. Um, this is a medallion that, uh, my friend, Aaron Andrews, rest in peace, Aaron, his auntie made me this. Um, so I can always keep him with me. Um, Aaron was one of my best friends and he got murdered. I want to say six years ago now in Klamath Falls. Sorry to hear that. Um, and I found him in the backyard. We were at a party. Um, somebody had shot him, yeah, that's and rough. I, I stayed with him. Um, and his auntie kind of like gift this, gifted this to me to keep him with me, and, and to thank for she wanted to like thank me for helping his spirit pass to the spirit mm-hmm. world. So I carry it with me everywhere I go, and yeah, does a, it like a,
1: inspire you and like? In any way, or I mean obviously, yeah, like you keep it because it's but um just having it with you, um, yeah. Is it like kind of like a protection thing or anything like um, that? Um
2: yeah, in a way, yeah, definitely. Um he was always a a big person that was like, You're gonna make it, man. You're you're really good, you're gonna make it and so I carry those words like really close to me. So yeah. when yeah, I definitely. wear when I wear this I feel like I'm honoring him in a way. Yeah. Definitely That's
0: I can definitely relate. I I lost a, a friend when I was in high school uh, to like an accident, to a car accident. And uh, that person, we used to drive around, you know, she was like one of my best friends. We used to drive around, listen to Atmosphere. Like mm-hmm. that was when I was first getting into hip hop. And I'd be like, oh, can I rap for you? And she'd be like, oh man, you're super good. You need to go with it. And then when I lost them, it was you know it's part of it was i was doing it because i loved it but part of it was just like no somebody who i loved believed in me and i if i give up you know i'm almost giving up on them so Mm -hmm. i think it's incredibly powerful that you were able to use you know that loss as something to propel you forward instead of a reason to pull you back down yeah Mm
1: -hmm.
0: definitely yeah thank you yeah absolutely absolutely Um, so I guess, uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about you had mentioned, um, you know, feeling suicidal. Uh, you just released a new music video, which is something I wanted to talk to you about Mm -hmm. because I've, I've been dealing with struggle. I've been struggling with feelings like that recently. So it was really, really cool that you released that when you did, because, uh, you know, like in the same way where you're like, Hey, you know, this saved somebody's life. Like I felt like, you know, in a moment that I felt extremely alone, you allowed me to not feel that. So uh, tell me a little bit about that music video, where it came from.
1: Uh, I watched it this morning, actually. Oh, really? So, wow, this is deep.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, a, it's very graphic, um, but it, it has a, a stronger meaning behind it. Um, so the video started with, well, the song started with one night I was feeling suicidal, and um, it was kind of like me talking to myself and giving me the reasons to, like, move forward and not go through with it um shout out john meyer for shooting the music video and for for filming filming contrast (laughs) he's in here um (laughs) i guess i just kind of wanted to with the with the video express to other people the feelings that i felt and like the really strong mental side of it um of like we're gonna do this you know what i mean and and with it all the way the video is how it all goes in reverse mm-hmm. it kind of makes the decision not to like it happened and then we're like going back in time to make it not happen you know what i mean yeah and then tell yourself hey you know what i mean let's D- give each other these reasons yeah not to do, not to fall through with that you know sure
0: I think that's really cool that uh, you, I mean, that's the hardest thing in those moments is being able to find a reason not to. So the fact that you were not only able to find a reason not to, but you were able to provide that to other people. I think that's, it's, it's, like I said, it's, it's incredibly powerful. You know, not, that, not everybody uses their music for good. I mean, I'm sure you can think of a lot of songs where you're like, wow, that was vulgar. That didn't need to happen. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a song. Technically there was a beat, I but, mean, it, you know, you could didn't connect. You could have those funny ones, you know, but yeah. Yeah absolutely and it, it has its place but you know there's there's more times that i feel sad than i feel like drinking a bunch of beer yeah. so you know yeah. there's i i i personally you know needed to see that when i did see it so i i do want to thank mm-hmm. you for for making that
2: thank so. you thank you for listening to it and you know like really just i'm I'm happy that you felt that hey man i got a
0: lot of love for you i appreciate Blair. you i appreciate you Blair. Well, i'm happy you're here thank you thank you no i'm happy you're you here too. yeah hey i appreciate I'm happy you you're here, here. i i know that i know that we've all kind of just dealt with feelings like that so you know the 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 reasons why we stay and the the things that that help us stay like and the ability to bring that to other people i think is you know it's it's hard enough to convince yourself to stay you know and it's 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 even more hard to kind of talk somebody else out of it so if you can if you can provide that for somebody else like it's you no, know, it's really, it's really cool. Man. I I do appreciate it.
1: What I think is um really bold is that you talk about it because I I know a lot of people go through it and they don't even want to talk about it and mm-hmm. they especially like don't want to put it into their music. So I think it's really brave to put it all out there for for everybody to see. Yeah, I you know? feel like
2: it's um it's good to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It's good to be vulnerable because when you when you could show your vulnerable side, I feel like it lets other people open up and then they can show their vulnerable sides mm-hmm. and it's healing. I to be vulnerable is to I mean it's healing, I feel like, you know.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome.
1: And I think, um, you know, when you put yourself out there, people can relate too. Like some people, you know, I think when they're going through going through it, they think like I'm the only one who feels mm-hmm. like this. Like nobody understands. So when you have art out there, um showing that you're going through the same thing people are like wow okay i'm not the only one that's going through it
0: yeah yeah and i like what you said about being vulnerable because it's it's one of those things that like you can't really be vulnerable it's difficult to be vulnerable until somebody says that they experienced it first you know like so to to be the first person to say something is always very terrifying but you know it allows other people to be like hey i've also been there you know like yes yeah. That's the situation that I've also experienced. um I had somebody recently kind of come to me. I'd been like, "Hey, yeah, I've been feeling suicidal." Like, "Oh yeah, me too." And they list off all the reasons why they were feeling like that. And I'd found out that that was something that they hadn't even opened up to people that they were close to about. Mm-hmm. So it's it really sometimes just takes you being the first person. And I, I've, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like people have, you know kind of like reached out to you for that reason and been like, "Hey, like." your music has saved me you yeah. know like right. that's for that reason you know like you kind of get that that uh immediate um just kind of proof of concept that like what you're doing is helping not only you but other people <laughs> yeah. um i'm having like a
2: proud proud self
0: moment sorry <laughs> no no no, it's no, good yeah absolutely, absolutely it feels good um so i guess uh you know going forward um you know what are what are some shows that you're excited about what are some oh, projects you're excited about
1: i thought you're oh yeah you you talked um
0: it. i'm I opening it up looked.
2: for nefta pharaoh in Klamath falls oregon that's my hometown um shout out g bisbee for throwing that show and putting it on for the city um Nefta pharaoh is from um he's from the bay and he's a hyphy rapper he gets everyone pumped and mm-hmm i'm super uh excited to meet him we're gonna do that one june 11th um and then after that i have a native american festival that i'm doing with richie and uh tons of other like heavy hitting native hip-hop artists and i'm really excited to meet all those people it's um they're gonna have like workshops uh camping they're gonna do a fashion show out there too That's i think super it's a cool. three-day event the 23rd the no twenty fourth through the twenty sixth of June in California, Concow, California. And then I just uh recently got put on a show with Sugar Free in Hillsboro, Oregon. So that one's gonna be September 9th. So wow. I got us back to back. Um it feels good Same to get busy. back yeah, get back to doing shows because when the pandemic hit, we were I did I did a show with Murky Lees and Eugene. Okay. And I was like super pumped. It was the biggest show I ever done. There's yeah. like, there like six hundred people there and it was super exciting. And then everything just shut down. I was just like, yeah, what are we doing with our lives?
1: <laughs> Everything's live stream now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> We're actually gonna have you rap on the show right now. Uh, your beats are right there. Um, no, how did, how did the pandemic kind of affect you, uh, musically? Did it made you feel like it made you more creative? Do you feel like, um, you know, it kind of took it out of you where you're like, I need to hibernate maybe I'll come back to this later. Um, I feel like both really. Um,
2: I feel like, um, when the pandemic happened, it made me start drinking a lot more. Mm -hmm. And so that, that slowed me down on accomplishing like the goals that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And, but I was still writing a lot, but I wasn't doing anything with it, you know? Um, so yeah, the pandemic slowed me down. It, It made me depressed and I started drinking. Um, Sober now, sober yeah, now.
0: Congrats, congrats. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. You.
2: Um, but yeah, it definitely slowed me down. Yeah,
0: sure. yeah. How has uh, sobriety affected your music? Is it something you you kind of do with the intention of knowing that uh, if you're doing this, that you don't, you aren't the person that you want to be, or you don't get to accomplish the things that you want to?
2: I guess so, yeah. Um, this keeps me kind of down in like a, a stagnant, a stagnant place where... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just become depressed and don't want to fulfill what I'm, what what my goals are. So I'll just use it as an excuse, like, "Oh well, my life sucks, so I'm just gonna drink all day," you know. <laughs> my life's
0: great. I'm gonna drink all day.
1: <laughs> yeah. So how long have you been sober for?
2: Um, I've been sober for a week now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I relapsed. Nice. I relapsed yeah. uh, a week ago. Um, been going through some things and. Uh, I had eight months sober before that, relapse. now I'm back on. Um, kind of just setting goals to um, accomplish before I want to celebrate and maybe have a drink again someday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be like a forever thing, but I definitely want to keep control of it because in the past, I've I've lost control a lot yeah. with, with alcohol. I feel you. Yeah. I hear
1: you. Yeah. I just took six months off because, yeah, same thing. And I, I don't know if it's the same with everybody or like like some people just – have a problem with it but Mm -hmm. but i definitely feel you and even if it's not forever like just taking those six month eight eight month breaks can do wonders for your life and it's a big accomplishment
0: well and even just having that realistic expectation of just like hey you know i may want to celebrate you know like that's that's something that like uh i guess it's something i wish i had almost said you know where it's just like hey this is there's something that i want to be able to uh, there's something that I want to be able to celebrate, you know, because mm-hmm. there are, there are those really cool moments, you know, you don't, you, there's uh, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess there's those really cool moments that I wish that I could just, you know, enjoy in that sense and be able to still kind of keep that, that number, you know, cause I feel like the problem with sobriety is we set this imaginary number. We say, Oh, I did it for eight months. And then you go back a week and then you're like, Oh, well, it's, it's not eight months. I might as well just keep doing it. But you did the time and then you restarted and you were felt, good about that yeah you know like Mm -hmm. that's 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 huge so um yeah i really appreciate your tenacity um so i guess uh before we wrap this up i'm just kind of curious um is so there's some shows that you're excited about is there any uh projects and stuff that we can we can look forward to and you asked me about my music and that's holding me accountable so i appreciate (laughs) that so uh i i need to get some stuff i want to have some more music for you um, but when when can I see, expect some more music from you? Um, I'm working on
2: uh, a track right now. It was supposed to be a surprise, but I'm just going to tell everybody. You heard it here first. Um, yes. I'm working on a track. Did it. Uh, I recently dropped a track with uh, Chris Calico, where we're going to do another one with my buddy uh, G Bisbee from Klamath. Um, we're working on a track. It's called Throw Away. Um, it's kind of a, just a more hyphy type song, uh, like funny lyrics and things like that. Um, but that's my next, my next project coming out is that, Throw Away. Featuring Chris Calico, so I'm super hey. excited about that. Hey. Okay, and um, I'm kind of just putting together, working on putting the album together. The biggest yeah. thing is um, I'm just trying to find out how to correlate all these different songs because all my songs have different vibes. Right. So I'm trying to bring it together and figure out give, you know, give it the right name for it to match everything, you know. Yeah. Well
0: just matching the, the the right energy, you know, where it's like, you know, maybe this is a party song, maybe this is a uh, you know, maybe this is a a sadder song, maybe this is like a political song, you know. Mm-hmm. Just trying to find almost the rhythm of that, you know. It's like making a song is already difficult enough, um, but being able to, I guess, uh, you know, properly uh, just stagger them throughout an album like that's that takes a lot of work yeah though but i mean it sounds like you have the basis for the the music that you like the people that you want to have on it and uh the stories you want to tell
2: yeah i'm gonna have to get you on one too we gotta right. we gotta work on something Let's look for me and zane we're coming out with the song
0: all right you heard it here (laughs) first folks two things you heard here first uh one of them i heard first Uh, (laughs) but yeah looking forward to i'll I'll be making the
1: beat for that absolutely
0: oh it's gonna be it's gonna be (laughs) fire We're gonna have a session right after this (laughs) absolutely absolutely well dope awesome well thank you so yeah, much for, you for joining us thank
2: you thank you um you guys can find my music on uh youtube just look up wasla w-a-s-s-l-a if you subscribe that would help me out a lot you follow me on instagram Wasla Music, spelled the same way w-a-s-s-l-a thank you guys for and having on me on facebook the show too. facebook hey, that's where steven allen yeah. um yep and thank then, you guys
0: uh and then spotify we can find you on spotify You find
2: me on spotify cool. any any platform any music platform
0: excellent
1: awesome Well, this has been another episode of Off the Cuff with Dez and Zane. I'm Carissa Dez.
0: I am Zane Thomas. And
1: this is our special guest.
0: Wasla. Um,
1: Please give us a like and subscribe on YouTube. And you can watch us every Sunday live um, on Twitch.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's everything. Pew, pew. That's a wrap. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you guys for having me.
2: (laughs) Sweet.
1: So you had talked about doing a lot.